0: This is West Coast fog. 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 This
1: On the left, a loving press is from the heart, and under my left hand, a palm is held below the heart. I feel them in and coax and wait. the way becomes important now and then I feel them in and coax. Who is the right and left? I am the heart who stands between the arms Who seems the double mind until I'm known Who keeps the body living while the mystery survives And when all things have turned to me My instant will be this That seems the dark and wordless death underground And still I am the heart yeah. Still, I am the heart. The worlds return and turn to me through my left hand. And still, I am the heart.
0: teaching, and they want to be gurus. They think about it a little bit, and they want to be adepts. They manage to keep their physical life somewhat straight for six months on end. And they want to be regarded as avatars. (laughs)
2: Uh,
0: Welcome to West Coast Fog. We're down here at Terminal Island. Busy, industrial, terminal island right off of San Pedro at the mouth of the Los Angeles River. It's the LA Harbor nowadays, but a long time ago, it used to be a low-lying, sandy island. No trees, no plants, really, just sand dunes, called Isla Raza de Buena Gente. That's what the Spanish called it. Cabrillo first saw it in 1542. The Spanish never really did much with it, and then it got turned over to, the, to Mexico when they won their independence. And then after the Battle of Los Angeles, the whole area got turned over to the Americans. And by 1858, Phineas Banning had uh, dredged the harbor out a little bit and uh, built a railroad that went from San Pedro all the way up to Los Angeles. The end of the line was right here on Terminal Island, so that's why it got its name, Terminal Island. Before the railroad, they called it Rattlesnake Island for a bit, because after big rains, all the rattlesnakes from up in the San Gabriel Mountains came, got washed all the way down through Los Angeles, down through the flood plains, and ended up stranded on the beach of Rattlesnake Island. You know who else got stranded on the island was John Fonte. But we'll get there in a sec. We just heard something off a cassette called A Perfect Soundness. Perfect Soundness. All lyrics from the poems and written teachings of Heartmaster to free John. That was who was talking there, DeFree John, talking about what it takes to be a guru. So yeah, that was from 1987, from a guy named Jim Sack, who made all the music. The song was called Still I Am The Heart. Before that, we were up in the Bay Area, where we were listening to Kwaku Dade, off the al- an album called Heritage Two from 1983, recorded in San Francisco. We heard the song called "Oli Me from Kwaku Dade. We're gonna stay in the Bay Area for a second, musically, Physically, we're still here on Terminal Island, but in our mind and ears, we're going to go up to uh, Marin County and hear something from Terry Garthwaite from her tape called "Aphorisms: Your Chance for Well-Being from 1992. We've played this before. I don't think we ever played this one before. We're going to hear a song called Sacred Within from Terry Garthwaite here on West Coast Fog. I surrender to
3: the universe. Letting the higher power in Filling each moment with this bliss Honoring the sacred within I surrender to the universe Letting the higher power in each moment with this bliss, honoring the sacred within. I surrender to the universe, letting the higher power in, filling each moment with this bliss.
4: Honoring the sacred
3: within. I surrender to the universe,
4: letting the higher power
3: in. Filling each moment with this bliss, honoring the sacred within. to the universe
4: letting the higher power
3: in filling each moment with this bliss honoring the sacred within I surrender to the universe Letting a higher power in, filling each moment with this bliss, honoring the sacred within. to the universe Letting the higher power in Filling each moment with this bliss Honoring the sacred Honoring the sacred within. La, 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 la. I surrender to the universe. Letting a higher power in. Filling each moment with this bliss. Honoring the sacred within. Surrender to the universe, letting the higher power in, filling each moment with this bliss, honoring the sacred William.
4: Fifty years I've drifted, carried on wandering waves, like a single grain of sand from a beach a world away. his dragon staff, it swallowed earth and heaven, gills and scales at dragon gate, all these years chasing waves. return to your cottage, nestled in northern mountains. I remain in the city, red dust burning in my eyes.
0: You are listening to West Coast Fog. That was something off a tape called Celtic Zen. Yep, Celtic Zen from 97, I think, up in the Bay Area. Levi Chen playing guitar there with Lisa Franco on harp and Michael Masley on the cymbal It's Celtic Zen, and the song was called Reunity, Reunity. Sounded a lot like Popol Vuh, didn't it? And before Levi, we heard something off another tape called... Watching the Waves by Sam Hamill, featuring Christopher Yomi Blasdell playing the Shakuhachi flute. We heard the title song called Watching the Waves. It's on Rain Shadow tapes out of Seattle, 1989. A little spoken word there with flute accompaniment, and then we started off that set with something from Lauren Narel, a song called Irama from '96. Lauren was well, I we probably recorded that just right across the harbor here from where we're standing on Terminal Island in Long Beach, where he's from. That had a Javanese influence, clearly. He studied gamelan, also synthesizer stuff, Lauren Merrill. Anyway, yeah, so we get back into what we were talking about before, fill in a little bit of history before we start the music up again. So once the Americans got their paws on the island, they started going to work and making it bigger, dredging up sand from the bottom and expanding the size of the island. They built a bunch of canneries not too far from where we're standing right now to process all the fish that were being caught offshore, sardines, small fish like that. Once those ran out, they brought in Japanese fishermen who knew how to catch tuna. Before that, Americans didn't really eat tuna. They thought it was too fishy. But they started doing some serious marketing. Chicken of the Sea, you guys know that. That's, this is where it started right here, for real. In Dreams from Bunker Hill, John Fonte talks about working out here at the cannery, rent, renting a little bungalow for 25 bucks a month. He says the place was paradise, the South Pacific, Bora Bora. I could hear the sea, for it was always low tide, the island protected by a breakwater. He talks about working in the canneries with uh, Japanese and Filipinos and Mexicans, Slavs, but it was mostly Japanese, and most of them came from one area in Japan, and they came over and and brought their families and built houses and businesses and a Shinto shrine, beautiful gardens with bridges and ponds, and they even developed their own California Japanese dialect that was different than the people that lived up in Los Angeles and Little Tokyo. It was like Val talk maybe, I don't know, I don't know. And this all lasted until Pearl Harbor 1941, December 1941, when Hawaii was attacked by the Japanese Navy. And not long after that, the U.S. Army and many Americans too became suspect of Japanese people on the West Coast because they thought Los Angeles was going to be next. And a couple ships were even torpedoed by Japanese submarines right outside the entrance to the harbor. One of them got away, the other one ended up getting beached down below Fort MacArthur. And there's even a propaganda poster you can see online of Jane Russell standing there in the wreckage of the ship holding up a sign that says, loose lips sink ships or something like that. Anyway, you know how the story goes. The Japanese all got evicted. They got put in internment camps up in the, out in the desert. And then the whole island got bulldozed, basically. all The, the whole village got bulldozed and taken over by the US Navy. there's really not much left of the Japanese presence there. There's a little monument here where we're standing that looks like the entrance to the Shinto shrine that used to be around here. But yeah, that's it, Terminal Island in a nutshell. How about we play some music? This is a piece written by Lou Harrison. It comes out on an album called La Koro Sutro. He composed this piece called Very Trio in 1987. And here here it's performed by um, David Abel, Julie Steinberg, and William Winnott in Berkeley. And we're going to hear just part of it, because it's pretty long. But we'll hear this little excerpt called Bowl Bells by Lou Harrison here on West Coast Fog.
3: This is Cabard, and you're listening to West Coast Falls.
0: This is West Coast Fog, what you're listening to. That was a piece called Sea of Holes, Sea of Holes, from Robert Dick and Steve Gorn off their CD, I guess it only came out on CD, called Steel and Bamboo. It's all flute music, but other stuff involved too, as you could hear. That one was had overdubbed F bass flutes, C bass flutes, and Steve's Amazon flute a Lakota cedar flute, and Balinese suling, and East Indian penny whistles. All those things on the Sea of Holes. And before that, we heard that short piece called Bowl Bells by Lou Harrison, 1987. We're still out here on Terminal Island, and a nice breeze blowing in off the ocean. We're We're protected here by the breakwaters offshore, you can see. So there's no real waves or anything coming in here. We're out, at, we're out at the tip here, where the Japanese fishing village used to be. And right across the way is San Pedro. Not that far, just a couple hundred yards. You can see the Portzakal village there, behind the chain length, we're about to tear it down. Dreadful, dreadful thing, but it was a happy place for a lot of Angelinos for a long time. And then further out on the point here, a not so happy place, is a Terminal Island prison. It's still here. It's right over there. Lots of barbed wire, concertina wire, an old stucco building. Can't see much of it from the road here, but it's housed a lot of famous people in there. From uh, Timothy Leary was in there after he got busted. Al Capone did some time on Terminal Island. And Charles Manson, too. Charles Manson got out of here in 1967 and moved up to the Haight Ashbury. Further out on the point, there used to be between here and San Pedro, a little island out there called Dead Man's Island. They tore it. They basically dynamited it in the 20s, so it's gone. But used to stick out above the above the uh, harbor there. It was, it was 55 feet above the surface, and about a mile offshore here. You can see pictures of it online. It's it's a uh, before they blew it up they captured it in some photographs Richard Henry Dana 2 years before the mast you guys read that 1835 when they were sailing through he talks about it he says it was always a solemn and interesting spot to me there it stood desolate in the midst of desolation it was the only thing in california from which i could ever extract anything like poetry that's what richard henry dana said after he was out here picking up hides from the from the rancheros up in Palos Verdes. And there used to be a jetty where you could walk from where about where we're standing up to the uh, dead man's island, but it's all gone now. There was a bunch of uh, people buried there. Some people left over from the Battle of Los Angeles. Six U.S. soldiers were buried there. And when they blew up the island, they uh, moved them all up to the Presidio in San Francisco and reburied them up there. Some people say that an Indian named Black Hawk was buried out there. Black Hawk was, the, was from San Nicolas Island. Remember, like the island of the blue dolphins? That woman, Indian, that was left on the island. Well, he was one of her people, Black Hawk, and they say he died and was buried on there, but we don't know if that's true. We don't know if that's true. Anyway, this is West Coast Vlog, and we've got um, one more song for you tonight. Thanks for being here. Thanks for joining us on Terminal Island. Come down and check it out for yourself sometime. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. We're gonna hear something from, from a tape I found up north a while ago. Um, Jagad Guru Chris Butler and friends, Mantra Electric, the double album. I haven't. I just have the tape. I have never seen the album, but it came out in 1983. Out of Hawaii, he was. At, he had his own religious group there in Hawaii called the Science of Identity Foundation, and. Uh, Made a couple of records. This is the second one. It says, "Simply by listening to these mantras, we can gradually become purified and enlightened, and begin to taste that happiness for which we are always searching." Jagad Chris Butler and friends. We're gonna hear a song called Hari Ball here on West Coast Fog. See you guys all next week back on the mainland.
4: Yasos and you're listening to West Coast Fog.